daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast that says keep on keeping on. That uh, is that David Spade on women. Kind of. It's uh, just a quote from Joe Dirt, apparently. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I don't remember so, uh, it, but I just Googled Joe Dirt quotes and that was the eighth that's... one because the rest all had the name Joe Dirt in the quote. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Sandler Pit. Uh, this is a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler film, TV show, and appearance. My name is Luke and this is also another Luke. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, though, this week we're not going to be doing an Adam Sandler film. We're yet again. Mm, it's been a while. Seems like we're always doing these fucking films. Uh, we're doing a David Spade film again. Of course, we should start going to the Spade Shack. I remember when we first started this, and I said I really remember saying we are going too fast. <laughs> we are watching too many of the good stuff too soon, and you, you were like, "Now nah, let's watch." Let's watch Big Daddy. Let's watch this. Now we're near in the end, dragging our corpse over the fucking finishing line for our third David Spade film in the last like four episodes. It's too much. Yeah, but it did mean that we got to watch the shortcut. We got to build up to that last last episode. <laughs> that and would be we good still haven't watched episode. Happy Happy Gilmore. That's true. That's we only true. did Billy Madison a few episodes back. Anyway, I'm only angry because we've got to watch Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser, the straight-to-DVD sequel to Joe Dirt, which we did a few months ago. We should have done this one first. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a really good idea. I don't know, it might have improved it, you never know. So, this is a, a film, came out in 2015, sequel to the 2001 film Joe Dirt, uh, written by David Spade and Fred Wolf who wrote and directed Strange Wilderness, one of my favourite films. So that's a... Should be good. He directed The House Bunny, and he wrote a few films. He also wrote Joe Dirt 1. I mean, they're all okay films, so that shouldn't be too much of a red flag, but it's just when they revisit these characters after, like, years and years, like, it never really works out. And the first Joe Dirt was hardly, like, something special in the first place that you'd want to revisit. Like exactly. it, I remember thinking it was fine, but I think we put it in the castle. To be fair, but <laughs> it wasn't anything amazing. Yeah, and I don't. I never want to see this guy again. The story's done. It, it was it wrapped up. Matter. He changed really his well hair at the up. end. Yeah, he wasn't seen as a loser anymore. People kind of liked him. He had become famous and all of that stuff. And he had a family. He so was, what's this going to be? Fun. Yeah, his wife dies in a tornado. Oh, 100%. His wife's going to die in the first opening minutes, exactly like Deuce Bigelow. Uh, yeah. We're going to get a new love interest, I bet. Uh, it it premiered on Crackle. What the fuck is Crackle? <laughs> Renamed to Sony Crackle. God, I've never heard of Crackle. I have never heard of this. Apparently, it's, it was also once known as Grouper. This doesn't mean anything, though, because the Weird Al Yankovic film premiered on Roku, and that was actually quite good, the one with Daniel Radcliffe. So you never know. You never know. Crackle is apparently owned by Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. See, that sounds good. Which is the American self-help consumer goods and media company. 
Whatever. Uh, the plot is one sentence on Wikipedia, and it had a budget of $3 million. That doesn't sound like much, does it? Doesn't sound like much at all, does it? A few people seem to be coming back, and yeah, apparently it would have taken back a box office of $16 million, but again, it was released on Crackle, So, but it was the most viewed original movie on Crackle. Interesting. It got very bad reviews, if I remember correctly. I feel like very it's one bad. of Happy Madison's lowest rated films. Which is a hard feat, I think. Like Pretty impressive. I mean, I just think I'm getting vibes of like Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, and that kind of lower echelon of these films. So, yeah, I'm not I looking don't... forward to it, if I'm being honest. I don't know, though, because at least with uh, with that, that was something that we were excited to watch, and it was it looked awful but this just looks like nothing it looks like yeah. a revisit of another david spade character and i just don't care anymore yeah it should have just been a super bowl advert yeah the characters yeah exactly. come back to advertise like a new whiskey or something yeah, i'd have been rev- fine with that but yeah this isn't i don't know oh my the reviews are awful bothered. they're really bad great well <laughs> If it's really painful, I guess we'll be crying onto our spade list, <laughs> which is yes, the tropes. Oh, yeah, it's usually our uh, Sandler scale, which is a list of tropes we find in all these films, like Coca Cola, KFC, uh, someone in slow mo, best friend he has nothing in common with, which we've adapted because David Spade does exactly the same as what Adam Sandler does, but worse, and they designed the spade list, which is just the same. Mm-hmm. I feel deflated even thinking about this film. I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. I know it's going to have all these tropes. I reckon he's going to get hit by a car at one point. Mm. Someone's going to call him pasty little white boy or something like that. Yep. He's going to make snarky comments. Yep. Everyone's going to love him for some reason. Yeah. It's going to have gonna a sexually really... desirable, yeah. Oh yeah. Some sort yeah. of unearned heartfelt moment. Yeah, definitely. Probably some like unobtainable woman it'll be his love interest. Yeah. Ninety seven I mean, maybe... episodes or whatever this is, and we're just watching the same film over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like I really feel burnt out today. At least though, this is the last one we're gonna be doing, which we don't wanna do. Yeah. This is like a groundhog day of OJ jokes and like yeah. <laughs> fizzy drinks. And I, I'm going to say now, I never want to see another David Spade-led film in as long as I live. I never want to see The Wrong Missy, The Do-Over, Father of the Year, Joe Dirt 1, Joe Dirt 2. Uh, what was the other one we bloody watched? Uh, the one where he was a little child boy. Oh, Dickie Roberts. Dickie Roberts. I never want to see this guy again in these kind of films. I hate them all. They're all terrible. Mm. Ugh. It's mad, though, that there's been so many of them. When you say it like that, Rob Schneider hasn't had like a lead in at least not Happy Madison film for quite a while, has he? No. Did, I don't think Happy Madison did his shows or anything. So he's kind of been dropped, if we're being honest. Yeah. Nick Swardson hasn't had a lead in one since Bucky Larson. And the only one that still seems to be getting it is Kevin James. And I think it's because Kevin James and Adam Sandler do things away from these comedies like... Kevin James still does comedies, but not just for Happy Madison. He does a few like for other companies yeah. and stuff. And I think, I don't know, maybe he's just easier to work with or something. I don't want to spread rumours, but maybe David Spade's <laughs> hard work. I don't know. 
but david spade still makes loads of these though like oh, yeah. i don't get why he's one of the key parts of this like uh but do you I think mean, I don't ron missy that. could be his last one it's been quite a while now since then wasn't that like 2019 if i go on his wikipedia oh, or his Let's call his letterbox. I bet there's you an go letterbox. I'll go IMDb and I'll see if there's any upcoming projects. Because I don't want to see any more of these, man, and I really don't want to. But I, does I, anyone? I'm fed up. No, but but why are we? But why are we still watching them? <laughs> I'm I'm miserable, man. Uh, yeah. His last big film was Transformania. He did mm. a stand-up special. Do you want to go watch that? Called no. Nothing Personal. He's he's in an upcoming Diablo Cody HBO project. A musician and recovering addict strikes up a friendship with a young actress in the San Fernando Valley, and it's a drama. Jesus, I I have a bit of hope for him if he did something like that. I would like, do you know what? I'd like to see him come and do something a bit serious and be okay in it, and not yeah. be great and then annoying. Yeah, like, but I can't think of a. I don't want to be harsh, but. Outside of animation, I can't think of many films where he's not massively great in. And even mm. when he is, when he is in a good film, he's he's there to be annoying to the main character, like uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah. Um, but these are probably for me now the hardest watchers. Now we've got we did we bombed through Rob Schneider's stuff. To be fair, so I bet if we'd left all of Rob Schneider's stuff till now, we'd have been complaining about him. But. I'm sorry. In fact, it's more that we left David Spade stuff till the end and it just feels awful. Yeah. It's like we've been consistently eating junk food, but then right at the end they've gone, by the way, here's the last burger that you're going to eat. And whilst I know you're already full and you're already fed up, but by the way, it's just full of fucking razor blades and piss. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Would you say that it's because he just plays this same character, though? Because with yeah. Rob Schneider, does Rob Schneider does the same jokes... But like his characters are so extreme, whereas we've never seen like David Spade have superpowers or do a body swap and things like that. Uh, he did whereas... a body swap in Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, but we haven't watched that on the podcast, and that was a Disney film, so of course it was better than this. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like his comedy, Rob Schneider's comedy vehicles are like so stupid and weird that at least there's like that extra level of intrigue. Whereas like Dicky Roberts was just a a bit of a shit character in a normal-ish world. Yeah. You know, they've been a bit more like that, haven't they? Yeah, there's nothing too outlandish. And, and to be a David Spade character is just kind of the same. No matter what you are, like, yeah. you could be like this loser guy, you could be a, a prim and proper guy, you could be whatever, but you're still a s snarky and sarcastic and not very funny or likeable. But whatever it might be it might be okay i like paul blart too <laughs> i like paul blart too a lot actually i think that i liked it more than the first didn't i it was fun yeah it was fun it had a fight scene they were way sillier maybe this would be the same it might be you never know we'll see it it felt like at the start of this podcast, we've always been watching Adam Sandler, but at the start we watched a lot of Rob Schneider. In the middle we watched a lot of Kevin James, and now at the end we're watching a lot of David Spade. Mm. And I don't know how we didn't we had Quite this oversight. Yeah, I remember us saying at the start that David Spade was like the one we probably liked the most, and now he is definitely my least favorite. Actually, yeah. no, Rob Schneider still is. 
Yeah. What's your current grown-ups rating? Let's do that, and then we're going to go and watch this fucking film. Uh, oh, this stand? is hard because Chris Rock, I would have said I liked until Selective Outrage, and now I don't particularly rate him that much. Mm. Uh, but I would say probably from worst to best, Rob Schneider, David Spade, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock, Kevin James, Kevin James Adam Sandler. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Nick Swart. If we're throwing Nick Swartzen in there, I guess he's going mid. God. Mid-tier. Mid tier, yeah, he's probably below. He's probably above Chris Rock. But I think he's just yeah. lucky that he's so sparingly used. Because if we'd yeah, seen he's him never to used. the extent we've seen the others, then I think it would be lower. Is there another grown up? Is there someone else who's in these those Shaq. films? <laughs> Shaq number one. Right, look. Fingers crossed. We come back in a few minutes, and we're a bit chirpy, but. Sat in this sweaty room after speaking about the shortcut for three hours. I don't have high hopes at the moment. I know. I'm so warm, man. Like, I'm sticking to the chair. It's no yeah. good. Well, when we're uh, back, you'll have been to Barcelona as well, so you have a tan. Maybe oh, yeah, you'll have a fresh outlook on life. That's true. Grab your fucking, I don't know, your trailer, your your mullet. stupid mullet, your stupid fucking check Janice's shirt. Things. Yeah, your stupid mop. Uh, and all that shit and we're gonna go watch Joe Dirt 2 A Beautiful Loser see you soon (laughs) you are now listening to the Sandler Pit you know a lot's happened to me since you last saw me and we are back we've travelled back to modern day in a um, nonsensical time travelling fashion and we've watched Joe Dirt 2 Beautiful Loser the Crackle original film from Crackle Made by Happy Madison TV, whatever that is, even though it's a film on Crackle. Um, before we get started, I just want to say, um, Luke, it's great to have you here. Lovely to to Thank chat you. with you. I know your time's quite valuable, and um, <laughs> I love to hear what you have to say. So I'm I'm looking forward to this to this chat. Um, why, why are you doing that? Uh, what are you doing? Just to make you feel good. Let's get started. Um, what is uh, the plot of the film Joe Dirt Two: Beautiful Loser? I don't know. I watched it last night and, I, and this morning. I don't remember it. I think Joda one ended with him marrying um, that woman. I don't remember her name. I'm just Brandy. Watching. Brandy. I theorized. I think because when did we do the intro to this? Like like three. Oh, months it's been ago. a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, been ages. A long time. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, like we, it was before I went on holiday, so it's been over a month and a half. I think. Mm. Um, but anyway, in the last film, I think he got married to someone. I think I theorised that she was going to be killed off yeah. so he could have more wacky antics. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they remain married. That's yeah. the only positive about Joe Dirt 2, A Beautiful Loser. Um, I, so... thought, I thought she was going to die. Because there's a oh. bit when it reminds me of um, Man of Steel, when... Um... Park Kent dies in a hurricane. I thought that they were <laughs> they were going to do that in this, but with her and the three children, you thought they were going to kill off these three kids. Yeah, because he has triplets. I don't remember their names. Doesn't matter. Mm. Three girls, and then it chronicles a bit of their life, I guess. And I think he becomes a logger. Yeah, but everyone keeps farting on him because no mm. one respects or likes him on Earth except for his wife and three children and his lovely family. Yeah. And then he a tornado hits and he gets transported back to 1965. Yeah. From 2015. So 50 years in the past. And then he 
then lives through decades of history without aging mm-hmm. in a kind of weak pastiche of Forrest Gump until he reconnects with the present and then it becomes It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Even though he always appreciated what he had in life. Yeah. And that's the whole film. Yes. Um, Luke, what did you think of Joda 2, A Beautiful Loser? Yeah, it's rubbish. From Crackle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a real shame that this is Crackle's legacy. Um, it doesn't really seem fair on Crackle that this is all that they've got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what Crackle is. I found this painful. This was a really bad watch. Reminds me of the poster that I got for you. I think this yeah. would be top of the pile and bottom of the pile. It would be all over that. Joe Dirt, <laughs> two beautiful losers. It would be everywhere on that. I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, it was hard to watch. It looked terrible. Didn't look like anything, did it? Remember you saying about how Father of the Year looked? And I mean, that looks like fucking Oppenheimer compared to this. (laughs) (laughs) This was, I mean, it said Happy Madison TV in the opening credits and it didn't even, like, you wouldn't use TV as an insult nowadays because some TV looks incredible, you know? But, I mean, it it doesn't even look like an advert. I think he was CGI'd onto a bench at one point. (laughs) <laughs> Christopher Walken definitely wasn't there the same time yeah, as Christopher Walken else. looked like a corpse <laughs> do you know the weirdest thing is Christopher Walken looked like he was having fun yeah that's mental <laughs> isn't it I can't yeah. believe it um, but yeah terribly written just everything that happened it was like there was like a Forrest Gump parody 25 years too late followed by a Sopranos parody 25 years too late followed by a fucking What's the other Tom Hanks one? Like Castaway, like 20 years too late. Yeah. Just like there was there was so many unnecessary little bits. And then it, It's a Wonderful it, Life one about yeah, yeah. 70 years too late. Wizard of Oz as well. Like <laughs> the caravan crushed a biker and they took his shoes. And someone wrote this. I think I'm on the studio side with the writer's strike because someone put pen to paper and made this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stand I stand with the strikers, but I do not stand with the writers of Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser. Yeah, fucking terrible, man. What did, what did you think? Uh, this was uh, so awful. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the poster now, because uh, if anyone's listening to this episode, this is the first one. <laughs> Why would anyone listen to this episode? Like, even... Whatever. So I'm looking at it, and it's a, basically a load of video covers with um the titles of films that i've said are the worst films of all time except for barnyard which is genuinely good so we've got spanglish yeah pretty bad mm-hmm. and it and, but it had a good sandwich in it master of disguise very bad but it had like those five master of disguise songs which were all good <laughs> you've got paulie sure is dead yeah that is really bad actually that's irredeemable men women and children yeah, that, that's also pretty irredeemable. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, has that leg. Yeah, a few laughs. Going overboard. It's so early in the, the career, like, you can't help yeah. it. Cobbler, it, it looks all right. Bucky Larson, I like that that boy. <laughs> What's his name? Nick Swanson. Nick Swanson, yeah, whatever. And then the Marshall Chronicles is a TV show <laughs> that we watched one episode of. But yeah, it was bad, but... But I would watch all of those films, I think, over this. This is oh, yeah. um, this is nauseatingly awful. There's not a moment that's um, funny or worth watching. And I think its biggest cardinal sin is that it's an hour and 50 minutes. Like, why is it so long? 
Yeah, you're you're spot on with that, to be fair. I think I actually paused it at the moment when the first one would have ended, like an hour and 28 minutes. And I was like, for fuck's sake, there's another 20 to go. Didn't stop. It opens with a framing narrative from Xander Kelly. I we hate all, this guy. We were all screaming for it, weren't we? <laughs> we all were. That They didn't even have enough budget to put him in a fucking radio studio this time. He's just next to a bin <laughs> with, with some men who are, I don't think are actors. Yeah, it's like the back lot of a studio, isn't it? They've parked a car there to make it look like a garage, but it's definitely just like a side road somewhere. Just somewhere like cheap. And then he then starts degrading and mocking the working class. Yeah, a guy who just hasn't got teeth. Yeah, and he was just proper, like, viciously ripping into him. Um, in a way that just felt really, really mean-spirited. I was just getting quite annoyed. I think they tried to do a John Cena joke. Probably. But he says he calls him John C-minus rally. The oh, fuck does that mean? Jesus. It doesn't mean anything. None of the jokes in this mean anything. They're like, no. they don't... They're framed like jokes, but they're not—they're not jokes. They're not even no. funny. It's probably that's real padding. I think they let this guy just like do some improv. Yeah, and they kept and, and all of it in because they were plays, like, "We need to—we need to make that hour and forty-five minutes." Who plays Xander Kelly? This I don't fucking know. Guy, I hate this fucking guy, Dennis Miller. I think he's a big wanker in real life. <laughs> <laughs> there, coming after you, Dennis Miller. This is like <laughs> saying Xander Kelly isn't a character. This is blowing my mind. American commentator, yeah, he is. Mm. Let's, let's look Never at controversies. Thing, is it? Are we commentators? Maybe. I'm feeling really like hateful today. <laughs> <laughs> Just so full of misery. Well, yeah, we always, we always love it when you get angry. They're the the standout episodes. Are they? Me? I don't think they are. I think they're like the worst ones. I like the ones it when everyone I like loves. Them. Yeah. So he's apparently a big Republican neoconservative wanker. Oh, God, I don't want to listen to any of this. It, there's a whole section which is post-September 11th, 2001. <laughs> <You can't, laughs> Post-Joe he... Dirt 2. <laughs> <laughs> why has he got a full Wikipedia bit about whatever? But anyway, so it starts off that, so I had a very miserable, horrible taste in my mouth. Mm. And that's when I wrote down the, the comment, uh, wait an hour and 50 minutes. Because <laughs> that's when I realised how long this was going to be. Yeah, so he yeah he appears only I would say maybe three times, right? Uh, probably three or four times. But yeah, that is the framing mechanism, and that first scene somehow lasts probably about four and a half minutes. Yeah. For example, we spoke about Princess Bride on mm. our Obscurity Museum episode. Yeah. Um, really going down all the rabbit holes in this one, but that opening scene of that film lasts maybe two and a half minutes. And that's setting up like a fantasy, whereas this is setting up a fucking guy who's like a a mop user or whatever Joe Dirt's job is. I think my issue with Joe Dirt as a character, I know I'm batting around everywhere, but I'm very tired. Just peek behind the curtain. I had to wake up. I, I stayed up till really late last night watching this, then gave up because I couldn't watch anymore. And then I woke up at 6.30 this morning to finish it before going to work. Miserable. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, my job is chasing a load of kids around a field <laughs> he's a Sheffield child catcher <laughs> <laughs> like taking them out like have you ever done one of those crate stacks uh, stack crates children no. he stack crates up and they're on like a a, a rope <laughs> yeah 
And then they get lifted onto a cargo ship and sent to where <laughs> the children we're talking, yeah? You catch them, you They're send on a them. rope and then you you kind of pull them up and then they kind of step onto more and more crates and then they make a tower of crates and then they, like, knock the crates over. I don't think non-child traffickers do these sort of... Oh, for God's sake, I'm not a child trafficker. I, I mean, you can call it a game to keep the kids excited, but... But, I mean, I did chase them through. It was called The, the Box. It's just a... Wasn't that Dark. a Philip Schofield show? Oh, the Cube. Cube, yeah, don't mention that. <laughs> and yeah, it was called The Box. It was like a dark maze in a scout hut. And I had to like chase them through this oh maze. Oh my god, it's like the shortcut. <laughs> it was like the shortcut. <laughs> so yeah, basically, I've just had a really, really long day. And I really didn't enjoy this. I think one of my issues is, why does everyone hate Joe Dirt so much? Like, he is kind of annoying, but... Is he? Is he more annoying than anyone else who's in this film? Yeah, everyone else is too, and I guess that's the problem. You put those two together, you're going to get a chain reaction, aren't you? Yeah, I guess. But like, in the last one, it was noticeable. But at least the last one had something about it. It looked like a real film, at least. Yeah, and he made some friends, at least, for for short moments. But in this, like, the only person that likes him is his memory of his friend from the first one, who's um, now a drug-dealing random guy or something like that the i can't remember his name but the the native character from the first one was he in this one yeah he has oh a dream my god a was train. he the guy in the bar he has a dream on a train and the guy's wearing like he's wearing glasses i think his name's chicken wing i remember that now i thought that was like a celebrity that i just didn't get what was going on yeah well, he's kind of a celebrity he was slipknot in um suicide squad so of course yeah <laughs> the one who dies as soon as he's on screen but yeah there's a lot of stuff like that, actually, where they introduce these characters. There was one where it was like Buffalo Bob, and I, I was about to write down, because in my notes I've got a running joke of, oh, this is a parody of this 25 years late, and I was going to put, it's a parody of Science of the Lambs 20 years late. And then they actually showed the scene from the first one that's also a parody of Science of the Lambs. Yeah. I was, I was confused. just like, oh, I forgot that that happened, but I was, I was really confusing it. I was confused at that bit. First of all, that's Adam Eager, who's the co-host of the Norman oh, Donald yeah, Live. Oh, yeah, I thought I recognised him. Yeah, I've literally never seen the man acting. Why have they put him in this? He's a funny guy. Like, why would they mm. make him do this shit? Yeah, he was shit in this. <laughs> he was shit in this, yeah. But again, I don't want to criticise Adam Eager, who I think is really good. Yeah. So was that the same guy who trapped him? I don't know if it was him in the first, like, the first time round. He's no, been he quite travels. young, didn't he? He, he time travels in this film and he literally time travels by going into a hurricane and landing in 1965. Yeah. It feels like it's all a dream, but then at the end they reveal that like some comic books that he bought in the past are still there in the present. Yeah. So like it did actually happen. It did happen, yeah. But it's but framed he... really shittily. But he goes to like a high school dance and then sees his girlfriend there. But how's his girlfriend there? Wouldn't she be like... It's 1960s. Wouldn't she be like 70, 70 years old in the present day? No, it's that's her mum. That's her mum? Yeah, they said that at one point. And it's the mum of like the, the dad of the bully character is the one that did the popcorn trick with his, his penis in it. I thought that the was drive-in. the bully character. Oh, what? No, that's their parents. He says that at one point. You're uh, Christine Brandy's mom. He shouts some exposition like that. There's no reason for it, though, because that is also a... I mean, not like old-looking woman, but it's 
very obviously a woman in her like I don't know late what forties fifties yeah. that sort of age pretend to be a kid. Same as the guy who's the dad of the bully. He yeah. also looks like a seventy year old man it, in a El- teenager. I think he's like an elseworld Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how do we want to talk about this? Because I don't really have any notes. I, don't I think just like about... this, like we're, yeah. we're recalling it as if we've been in like a car crash and we have to try and remember the <laughs> events. To explain, you know, explain what happened. He just all... wanders through little episodes that are all bad. Yeah. They're all think... web sketches that would have been made for a Super Bowl commercial where like he comes back 25 years later, but no one wants to fund that because no one cares about Joe Dirt. They have almost a good idea in the middle which is the <laughs> being trapped on a desert island for 12 years when you're actually just by a, a hotel like predating triangle of sadness um something else has done that though and i haven't seen triangle of sadness but thank you for probably spoiling that just then oh sorry to all our um, listeners as well they did um so the laurel and hardy comedy blockheads has Stan Laurel marching up and down in the trenches in like 1932 and no one told him World War One ended. And so he spent right. like 17 years in the trenches and living off baked beans. And that is very funny and it's a classic, like classic comedy. So this is does that kind of idea, but really bad. And yeah. But it's a good idea. Yeah. It's not it, funny. It's some it's I've definitely seen it in like so many things. And yeah, it's I mean, they say he's been there for like 12 years, but we haven't seen him like eat anything other than one jellyfish and all this stuff. And like, it's that whole thing that he hasn't aged. What are we supposed to be believing there? Right. That's, (laughs) I think my issue with this time displacement story is that time doesn't act as a force on this man. No. We don't see him age or succumb to age. Like, he's immortal. (laughs) I love the the idea of him still being really the same age when like his kids have grown up and grown old. Oh, yeah. I mean, That'd be pretty cool. But this man at the end of the story should be what? Um like and 90 years old? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he doesn't look it. He looks like a 40-year-old. Hmm. It's rubbish. He just looks like a sad actor. Do you remember when um in the first one at the end he got his mullet removed and they put different hair on, but now he's back to having a mullet, but also it looks like it's a different colour, even though we know it's a wig. Yeah. And it's it looks and, like it's changed. He's just a normal man. <laughs> this is what, what yeah. bothers me. There's not he's, really much to him, is there? His characterization is just like a normal man. Slight, like slightly stupid, and that's probably about it. Yeah, but also at moments he has like, like powers, deep powers. Like he has a deep knowledge. Like he he remembers a NASCAR winner from 1975. Like yeah, off the top of his head. He uh he manages to give nicknames to every biker in a in a whole bar. Plot like, armor, yeah. But it's also a superpower that he does that names every one of those bikers. Maybe forty jokes there in about a minute, and not a single one's funny. Is that not, a superpower? Yeah, maybe. He also <laughs> uses knocking foots again from yes. Dicky Roberts. Lovely little reference to Dicky Roberts. We cheered for that one in my house. Yeah, I I also cheered. At- <laughs> To midnight last night, and I've just before I turned it off, <laughs> woke up the neighbors. <laughs> what about the bit when the babies are born and there's like a point of view shot, the camera inside Brandy's vagina, I suppose. Yeah, pointing and... out, and it just goes on and on and on. That stop. And then that woman smoking a, cig- a CGI cigarette into a vagina. Yeah, what's the point of that? 
I don't know because no one would do that. And it, and I don't that makes me sound like a fucking idiot as well going like, "Oh, no one would do that when it's a comedy film." But this is how bad this film is. Like you're looking at any logical consistency or or point. Mm. They could have shed that entire scene down to 30 seconds, but instead it's like 5 minutes in an already yeah. bloated and long film. It feels like it's written by aliens. It does. Because you're like looking at these people like they look like humans, but they don't act or do anything recognizable. I don't know I don't even think but it's annoying because it's not so bad it's good like we had that with the shortcut recently and you know there are other films where you watch them they are bad but like bulletproof no one in that acted like an actual human but it was funny because so fun yeah but this just is joyless it's so unfunny and so rubbish I mean there's five minutes of uh, people farting in Joe Dirt's face when he becomes I think a logger yeah I found out recently that a logger is the the most dangerous job in the United States. One in one in a thousand loggers die every year. It's, God. it's a lot of loggers, isn't it? Yeah, that is quite oh I don't know. I guess we don't know how many loggers there are. Well if there's a thousand, that's a dead that's they're Just... gonna be wiped out in a thousand years or whatever. It doesn't say they're dying from logging though. The rest are <laughs> the rest no, are no, mortal, they do. like Joe Dirt. They die in logging accidents. They don't <laughs> just die like in a car accident. A heart attack. <laughs> the shock and the like, sadness at killing all those trees. Like a log lands on them and they die, I think. I think is pretty cool. Is pretty cool. But these I, I mean, see after seeing these guys, I'm glad the more yeah, terrible terrib- so terrible terrible part of humanity, the logger community. The logger community in this is horrible. So they all fart and they fart in his face, and then a, a beautiful logger lady comes along <laughs> with a pair From of bre- big breasts. A stripper logger appears. A stripper logger appears, and she then r- lets rip right in his face. Yeah. This is this is where I think this is one of the only times where I thought this had more in common with like a um, epic movie or something like that than mm. that was. That whole scene was like an epic movie scene. Yeah, rather than a, most of this film some... was though. When you think about it, there's yeah. so much parody and like the jokes are just fart or mention drugs or mention penis. Or show someone fondling their penis, but none of it happens on screen. There's just like a suggestion that something's happening with someone's dick or someone's bum. Just a hint of all of these things. Hint of balls. Show me the balls. Yeah, you fucking cowards. That's why we remember Strange Wilderness, because they showed us the balls. They showed us the cock and balls. And you know what? That's a very underrated comedy. And I am considering watching it again. I, I know you it. liked it because you saw you got to see the balls, and I can understand that. I didn't I enjoy it, it, but at least we got to see the balls. At least we got to see the balls. We got to see Bigfoot. This is like if this yeah. film was about Bigfoot, you wouldn't even see him. In fact, they mentioned Bigfoot. They did mention Bigfoot. Yeah, they call him Bigfoot over and over again. Just a man with a beard. He doesn't even look that bad after twelve no. years. No, and he's beat. got a straightened beard somehow, fully straightened. I reckon Spade's the type of man who'd grow a straight beard, like perfectly straight down. Maybe, yeah, just one one thin layer. As well. <laughs> I imagine he has hair, like head hair, instead for beard <laughs> everywhere. Because <hair>. <laughs> like, his whole body, just, it's just long hair. <laughs> well, we would never know because we never get to see his body no, or his um, or his pubic area because we never get to see the balls. Fortunately, so after straight pubes. After the stripper logger farts on him and everyone starts farting on him, his wife appears with their daughters and then she does a wrestling kick at a man and then everyone starts going like, what's that called? 
Mm-hmm. I would call that a mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a sassy click. Okay. Like a three click. So one click there, then pull Cross to the body. right and pull to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I think that was the moment where I was like, I, I think like um like euthanasia would be pretty <laughs> good for me right now. <laughs> I had a really horrible experience at the start of this film because Emma's phone was charging and I felt bad enough that that she was watching it with me. Um, And she was just like, I don't really want to watch this. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. She was like, I'll just play a game on your phone or something. I was like, yeah, go on then. So I thought I'll try and pay attention to it. But not having a phone to look at to take my eyes off the screen was like a form of like, I don't know, like cinematic waterboarding or something. So, I actually wrote a note saying this could ter- this could be used to torture terrorists because I gave my phone up for ten minutes and it really hurt me. <laughs> I think they closed Guantanamo Bay around this time, didn't they? Yeah. They were like, "We've got it, boys. We've got the way to torture terrorists." <laughs> That's what Crackle was made for. <laughs> That's the way. Crackle. That's what it's named after the sound the electric chair makes. The Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so what? Your uh, Emma was using your phone the whole film. No, like just for like the first half, and I was like, I need that back. <laughs> I oh my I god! Yeah. It. I like I was um I was writing emails during this. The mu- I think this is the issue with why my um memory of it's quite sketchy. It was very early in the morning, yeah. and I was doing work and admin and replying to Teams messages and stuff like that. So I was just not paying much attention. I wonder if anyone has ever watched this and just paid full attention to it. Well, Here's my debate. Has anyone ever seen this film? <laughs> so, like, got a few reviews on Letterboxd, not many. I mean, I don't want to get too much into how we managed to secure this film, but it's really, really hard to find. Mm. It's It was a straight to crackle where streaming service no one has. The Wikipedia doesn't have a plot synopsis. <laughs> the reviews, there's like no reviews on Letterboxd. Like, there's only a couple. Like, one I... said, Am I the first critic to critic, ever review yeah. this? Yeah, critics might not have seen it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like I it thought it was like exist. a lockdown film as well, but it came out in like 2015. This came out prime, like 2015 was a great year. <laughs> it's like the last good year. This, <laughs> this killed it. <laughs> it's killed the world. <laughs> yeah. Imagine going from seeing Christopher Walken in this to seeing him in June 2. <laughs> Christopher Walken in this, so he appears. He's, he's not playing the same character from the last one, is he? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, they all are. So he's. But this is when he's a mobster. Before he's, I think right. in the first one, wasn't he like a janitor that was actually a a mobster that was hiding from? Mm. He was in like the witness protection. I want to know if has he affected his own life by going back in time? Has he like? Would that guy then remember him? Yeah, that's a good point. In the yeah. first film, is he wiped? Have they wiped Joe Dirt One out of existence by mistake? Oh my god, plot of Joe Dirt Three. <laughs> Trying to re- remake Joe Dirt One, <laughs> rebuild it. So he's de-aged in this film, which is very funny anyway, because Christopher Walken's like always been about eighty, so they always make him look like a little boy. They, they've de-aged him in it. Well, why does he look? He looks like when you embalm a corpse. He had something. Yeah, there was something weird. I feel he like you can like... see the the wig cap line on his forehead or something like yeah. that. The man looked like he didn't have any blood in him. He <laughs> just <laughs> resin and glue. He just didn't look right at all. He looked like a mummy. He looked awful. It's mad. Do it. What? Like, I wonder what other stuff he had been doing in this sort of, at this sort of time. I think. 
Is this around like the seven psychopaths type? Let's have a look at his. He's doing like other fun stuff and then they're just somehow getting him into this. Well, let me have a look. Remember that bit where he laughs and he goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> no, man. I don't remember anything from this film. I think that was maybe the only time that I did anything close to almost laughing. I think I was just like, what? I I think I nearly laughed at something. I think I breathed out my nose at something. But oh, the old I, nose I, I can't even remember which bit. I'm trying to look. It's a thought I wrote down. I've just laughed. I did an ab work halfway through it as well. Got the yoga mat out, did some crunches. Yeah, it's just really, really poor, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's really, really poor. So let's have a look. So filmography, Christopher Walken on stage and screen. God, he's been in a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a busy man. Bloody hell, yeah. He's he's made loads of films. So he just made God's Behaving Badly. He played Zeus. <laughs> He was in the power of few. Bloody hell, he did. He made some real shit films in. Oh, okay. So it's not. This isn't anything special. Then. No, I think he was just having a bit of a moment. So he made Seven Psychopaths, which I mentioned in 2012. Then he made uh, Stand Up Guys, Jersey Boys, directed by oh. Clint Eastwood. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he plays Angelo Jip De Carlo. Do you reckon he sings in it? Oh, he so. sang in the Jungle Book, didn't he? We do. I'm the king of the swingers. I can't do him. (laughs) I can't do him at all. I quite like that. You've got to. Oh, no. I'm the king of the swingers. I'm the king of the swingers. (laughs) I'm Barney the dinosaur. (laughs) How the fuck does this motherfucker sound? You're good at impressions. Do an impression. Uh, uh, um, How does he sound? Uh, Don't know. Hey, it's sort of like that. It goes hey. up and down. So will I have time to uh, appear in this motion picture? <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, that's not Between bad. recording Jersey Boys. <laughs> uh, Is that the made... one that's got the song? Um, what's the song? Frankie Valley. <laughs> I don't know. Go sing it. <laughs> Your microphone like really, didn't pick that. <laughs> really high pitched. The only dogs can hear that. <laughs> uh, so made Eddie the Eagle, Nine Lives. Bloody hell, that must have been his like lowest point. What? Uh, Kevin Eagle. Spacey cat film. <laughs> Kevin, you turned into a cat. <laughs> oh, Kevin, what are you doing? Jungle Book, yeah. He hasn't been in a film for a while, and now he's making Dune Part Two. But good, I'm glad to see him. Yeah, I do like, I do like him. I like him as well. I mean, he he brought nothing to this, but that wasn't his fault at all. Yeah. Do, do you know what? It's just. Really, a really hard thing to put into words how lifeless and soulless this film actually yeah. feels. And it genuinely also... just doesn't feel like, not that all films feel like they've got a pulse and a pace and all this stuff, but like there's just no rhythm in this. There's just Ooh. shots and shots and like it feels like a tighter edit might have been useful, but I don't think that could have saved it. There's just, no, it's just got nothing. It's just so long. Every shot just goes on and on. Yeah. It's like they they didn't even have an editor. It's mm. it's really long and really bloated and really, really bad. And if I, I'm like, if anyone's listening to this and thinking, oh, wow, like this this must be like a hate watch kind of thing. Don't even watch it. Don't don't nah. ever bother. I reckon that this. there's probably a trailer for it on YouTube that will give you enough sort of don't, like context of, of how this, poor it really is. Don't watch that. There's no point talking about it. It's not even a film. Yeah. It's a crackle tax write-off. 
and I really don't see the point. In I've, even I've genuinely <laughs> felt like I actually felt not just sorrow. I felt like I felt I felt pure sadness for everyone involved in it, other than yeah. David Spade and um, Xander Kelly. Yeah, I just felt really sad that all these people like. Can you imagine the excitement telling your, you know, you're a young actor, you go and tell your parents like, oh yeah, I've, I've booked a role I'm in um, a sequel to this like old comedy film that lots of people kind of like, like a bit of a cult, cult film. And then you're the sexy lumberjack woman who has to fart on David Spade and then make a joke off camera that like no one, not in a shot with anyone else. Yeah. Or you're Leonard Skinner who are in a, an extended comedy oh, scene. Jesus. Uh, an extended scene of them naming themselves like One Direction and Wham and making bathroom jo- bathroom jokes about Wham. That's like the early nineties. This is so outdated. And then they felt like someone's grandkid came in and went, "Oh, One Direction's a band at the moment," and they just hastily yeah. wrote into the script because everything else is a eighties or nineties reference. Mm-hmm. But also, Leonard Skinner died in a fucking like that. Nearly the whole they keep band mentioning died in that. They do, but why did they have this whole bit where they're... Why, why, why would they... <laughs> I don't get it. Do you remember? It was like, what would you do if you won the lottery? I'd probably buy a plane. And then he looks into the middle distance, Joe Dirt, and he's really sad. Doesn't say to them, don't get on that plane. Don't go on the plane. Because they can't have Leonard Skinner not die in their universe. Why? Because they can't just... They can't do that, Luke. Why? <laughs> they can't have Leonard Skinner live. They could do it. They could just not have a minute. Do you remember be... when yesterday had John Lennon and he lived? Or when Inglorious Bastards had Hitler get killed in Hitler the fear like Lincoln? <laughs> I love being yesterday when... Uh, Sharon what's... Tate survives the massacre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Like, all of these things, like... You, you think that in the Joe Dirt world, they should have that Leonard Skinner survive? Yeah. For what end? Well, they just turn up at the end. You could end at their concert instead of some fucking shit rap country rock band that <laughs> perform a song about Joe Dirt. Could have ended with Leonard Skinner doing Freebird. They obviously paid for the um, soundtrack because it's there a little bit. Remember when, Ed Sheeran, remember when Ed Sheeran implies in yesterday that he's the greatest singer-songwriter <laughs> in the world? <laughs> he says that he's Salieri to, to the, the Beatles, Robbers, Mozart. Fucking, <laughs> what are you talking about, you twat? <laughs> that wait, wait, wait. He had the lyric in one of his songs, we spoke for hours and hours about sweet and sour and how your boyfriend's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the Mozart. You've taken me off my pedestal. That's my last. ninth symphony. <laughs> oh, remember when he was in fucking Bridget Jones' baby and he ruined it? Get by the fire, Game roasting the sausage. Was singing about the Starks, this stupid ginger twat. I don't like that man. Um, I don't like him either. I don't like yesterday. Yesterday can go fuck itself. I didn't mind it, but I'll never watch it again. What do you mean you didn't like it? Did you ever find it insulting? I didn't mind it. It was just nothing. It was just they another one of those films. They robbed the script from a man. I don't care about that. Danny Boyle robbed a man and just <laughs> robbed his script. I went, oh, there we go. Just robbed him. It's fine. Robbed him blind. It doesn't matter. Oh, well. An AI could have written that. I mean, the script was hardly anything to be that proud of, was it? <laughs> Apparently they changed it all to be more schmaltzy and worse. Oh, it did wonders. It did wonders for so me. So bad. It performed perfectly in it in the Enfield Cine world. I felt um, very, very angry when I watched that film. Like I didn't like it. 
I didn't, I didn't like anything that. about it. Yeah, I felt nothing. Talking about feeling nothing. Did we explain that this film, even though it's got the framing mechanism of Zander Kelly, it also has the framing mechanism of <laughs> David Spade on the butt on the bench. I think we forgot to mention that. It's got two framing mechanisms. It's fucking film. <laughs> yes, it has a fucking. It has multiple framing mechanisms. Also, it abandons the Forrest Gump thing because it doesn't make yeah. any sense anymore because he's lived 40, 50 years. So then he ends up meeting an angel and travelling in time that way? Yeah. Why? Do you remember when it introduces him, when they say, like, oh, it's time to let JD tell his story or something like that? And then there's a shot that I think lasts maybe 55 seconds of the back of his head on the bench as the camera rotates around him and it plays Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that was really bad. Like, he's getting such a hero's welcome in. It's like no one gives a shit. Like, Joe... Joe Dirt has made literally no cultural impact on anyone, but the yeah. everyone, everyone in this is pretending like he has. I like Joe Dirt one. This yeah, is it ruined was fine. It. But in Joe Dirt as well, he was like a bit of a celebrity, and in this, there, there's just nothing left of that. Because he just spent 50 years travelling through America. No, but right at the start, like, no one remembers him when he was a celebrity. And it, I mean, I don't know if you know about, do you know Honey Boo Boo? Do you remember her? Yeah, but I wouldn't recognise her if I saw her in the street. No, but she's still got a reality show on TV. That's what they're like in America. They cling on to these things. I guess. But I mean, we, the British, we discard our, our reality stars a bit, a bit quicker. Yeah, I we think. do. But the, Joda isn't from Britain. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly enough, the guy with the mullet and the big moustache that <laughs> loves Leonard Skinner <laughs> from Britain. I have a moustache. I like Leonard Skinner. I don't have a mullet. I don't have a mullet though. You could grow one. I could, well, just, just <laughs> the back. <laughs> well, he's isn't real either. He's is a wig. So why yeah, he's is a wig. Um, this could be you. Do you remember? Dirt. So, what was Patrick Warburton's character? Because honestly, I was. I, he's I a did... biker. Yeah. And then he's an angel. But the he's angel also. Gabriel. But the women on the bench were also angels or witches? Yeah, it was something like that. They were witches because, yeah, one of them's the good witch of the, the North because they get crushed by a caravan like the Wizard of Oz. So yeah. they're witches, but also they have an angel who's like a guardian angel. But he's also a biker gang and a homophobe, I think. Hmm. At the start in the sixties, quite, quite simple, really. Quite exactly. How can I be confused? Um, there's just there's so many gay and dick jokes in this. There's a lot, isn't there? What yeah. happened to his um? Uh, this is going to sound stupid because I really stopped paying attention. Team. What happened to his writing team? There was no writers on this. What happened to uh, his balls? Because that was a whole plot. So he got punched in the balls in a scene that I mean, they show like found footage of it. Of him being punched in the balls, but it also looks like he just got punched in the stomach. And apparently, they got punched so hard they went into him. Right. And that's explained by this. Uh, this is where I started to feel really sorry for the actors in this because I think that the guy who plays the doctor is really trying. Yeah. The one who's explaining it to him. And they, they don't let up on this guy. They let the scene go on again for, I think, to be time. fair, there probably are only about eight scenes in this, but they all last for about 14 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And this poor guy is just doing all these lines about the balls, and none of them are funny, but he's just saying them. He's yeah. putting his putting his heart into it, I reckon. But he's putting his heart and soul into the script. It's um, not working. Um, <sighs> and then he tries to move them with salad tongs, the balls, 
and then they're they're hanging low. He goes on a plane. Oh, can we talk about a plane? Yeah, right. Um, what <laughs> what year? What year is is that scene set in? Because that's just a normal plane, and they're just normal. It's people. not. It is not a normal plane. That okay. plane looks like an assembly room from a school, and it has. It's got like a blue carpet. I mean, I know the last time I went on a plane, it was probably Ryanair or EasyJet or something like that, where you can like stand up in the middle aisle, put your arms out and you can touch both windows, even though there's somehow three seats on either side. But this plane had the most room in it that I've ever seen in my life. I've never been on a plane like that. Have you? Um, No, I've never been on a plane like that. But everyone was dressed normally. But isn't it set in 1978? (laughs) <laughs> I seen or did he I'm not sure. Time again? Where did he go on the plane? I don't remember. I don't even know where he was going. He went to Silver City or whatever it's called, where where this is what? set. But, but Detroit. To the, the age, like I think he landed in. Oh yeah, he was rushing to get home for the start of the event of this film. He had travelled through the speed bowl or whatever it is out of the Flash, and he was in modern day, and he wanted to course correct the events of the first film yeah right yeah yeah he was traveling to like when's the first one set 2001 2001 so what happened something he could have stopped that year but no he's gonna go and play with the dog's (laughs) balls on the porch he could have stopped so many bad things from happening i'm gonna go meet my girlfriend early (laughs) so stop it 9 11 What the fuck happened between seven? Can you imagine and seven? it was the exact day as well. <laughs> you actually see it. What happened in this? So he meets those bikers. He does some other things. He ends up on a desert. Like he gets his organs stolen. He's he on a train on a at one island. point. He's on a train, I think. And then he ends up doing something else. He buys comics and buries them. Uh, but he uses fake money and they arrest him. But they don't. But he escapes. Yeah. And then. He ends and then up the balls thing happens. For, he ends up working for Christopher Walken. Yeah. And then, but what, for 20 years? There's and a Christopher montage, Walken, so maybe for a while. And Christopher Walken never mentions that in the first film, that he worked for him for 20 years. And yeah. he doesn't age in 20 years as well. But it might be a dream, but it's definitely not, because they find the buried thing at the end. Yeah, it's not a dream. But then, but then it doesn't. The time travel bit doesn't matter because then they go to an alternate reality future, or an alternate reality present. Yeah. And then, and then he he does what? He has to convince his girlfriend to love him. Yeah. Why do they have so many plot? Like, why is it such a complicated plot? It's complicated. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it now because I I didn't really watch it, but I don't know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything. I remember you're like right. Five there's this scenes. like there's a Back to the Future two style world where it's like gone really downhill. Yeah, and the the villain owns a house. <laughs> so terrible that they let that. That's man the only that. thing you see of the alternate future, just a house. <laughs> yeah, and a street being slightly full of rubbish and like homeless people and stuff. I think. Yeah, and for some reason in this alternate reality. Brandy's married to the villain, but is also being seduced by a lesbian woman on a sofa for yeah. a very another very long scene. Very long. Where Kevin Farley is in it. He's yeah. very unfunny as well. Yeah, he was not funny. I think very eating tampons or something. I, I love It's Wonderful Life. I think it's amazing. I also really like um it's a very Merry Muppets Christmas movie, which is the exact same plot. And oh, both of them. 
Oh, it's really good, mate. So in that one, Kermit says he wishes he's never been born, and he's shown a world where the Muppets were never born. And also in that reality, uh, the Twin Towers are still standing. Oh. <laughs> so, so he calls There's it. quite a lot in common here. Yeah. Um, but it's no, bad that they would do that as well as doing Christmas Carol because they are the same thing. Yeah, but no, I like that one. That's a TV movie as well, but it's whatever and it's quite nice. Him and Gonzo sing a nice song. But the whole point is that he doesn't want to be alive. And the same with It's a Wonderful Life. He doesn't want to be alive or he doesn't mm. see any value in his life. Joe Dirt loves his life. He then lives 50 years to try and get back to his life because he loves it so much. And then he's shown yeah. a reality where he never exists. Why? Why he, he doesn't want to be a, a loser in front of his daughters, isn't it? But I don't know what he does to change that. Yeah, because he still is at the end. He could be yeah. rich and he's still a fucking loser. Yeah, look at Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give you can do whatever to a turd, like polish it as much best you want. An X logo still, on it. It's still the same website. Still a turd. Have you seen that picture of Elon Musk when he was young? Polish that was turd. fucking ugly. Bald <laughs> as fuck. Bald and ugly. Ugly bald man. It's not good, is it? Now he um, has fifteen children working in his blood diamond mine. <laughs> Piece of shit. God, um, I'm angry. I'm so <laughs> in such a bad mood. Can we wrap it up? So I think we need to start bed. talking about DHT instead. What? <laughs> oh, for God's sake, that drug. <laughs> DFS. DHL. DHL. In his worst nightmare, his wife's gay. Um, it just goes on and on. There's no jokes. And then he just... they. I think he says an angel gets their wings. You hear a very particular noise. And then he hits him with a symbol. And then he wakes up back in the old reality, but also everything has definitely happened that happened in the past, and that's the film. So he's 90 years old at the end of the film. Uh, yeah. And he's trapped years. forever in that horrible little body. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything worse than being trapped for eternity in David Spade's body. Yeah. It'd be awful. And it's David Spade in a wig. Oh no, even worse. And it's a David Spade character that everyone hates in, for no reason. <laughs> so you're like, just walking down the street and everyone's punching you and farting on you. <laughs> that's what people fart. do to people who we hate. I can't, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I hate this this whole, like, oh, here's a character everyone hates. So they all, like, fart on him. Like, <laughs> this is worse than everyone loves him, which is the big Adam Sandler trope. Yeah. Everyone hating him is so obnoxious and so, like, crass. Yeah, like... To talk about one of our old favourites, like Hubie Halloween had the thing where like a lot of people did really hate him. But yeah. they kind of like showed that he was a bit of a public nuisance. Like he kept going to the police all the time and he was obsessed with safety and all that stuff. So like yeah. they do kind of give reasons for why you'd find these people obnoxious. And with this guy, it's just that he's it's like just... a bit of a bit of a wet lettuce, but like he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's just like a normal man. Like he's just an ordinary man with a silly haircut and a happy marriage and three children. Like yeah. he's just a normal man. Like we got we got past this whole let's pick on Joda shit in the first film. Now well, he's, he's like a, a red. Man. He's like a redneck, but like he seems to be living in a place where everyone is. Yeah, he's just living. And they in probably a all time. like country music and yeah, the eighties. <laughs> Exactly, he doesn't have anything distinctive about him that makes him a unique character in this world. He's just got a silly haircut. It's just David Spade's voice as well, isn't it? He's not really doing anything else with it. Oh, God. There's just nothing to say about this film. I'm I'm currently on the trivia 
Oh, of course. Patrick Warburton was on Rules of Engagement with him. I was wondering why he was in it. Yeah, that is the only reason. And and Emperor's New Groove. When he appeared, I thought there was going to be a thing where me and you would come into this episode and be like, oh, at least Patrick Warburton was good in it, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Like he's I mean, he was he was fine. Like he didn't do anything. Did you watch the blooper reel at the the end? I saw some of it. I think I turned it off. I turned it off as well. I was like, I can't deal with this. But one of them was Patrick Orbson's just phone going off. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's meant to be 965. Yeah, that was quite funny. They just have the, whatever. I hate this film, man. I don't yeah. really want to talk about it for a second longer. I just went on the trivia and there's nothing on there. One of the top trivia things is it got released a crackle. <laughs> that's that's trivia. trying to promote crackle all the time. I'm yeah. sick of it. Um, how did you crackle. do on your spade list? All right, let's go. Um, didn't get a line, I don't think, but to be honest, I was barely paying attention. I got farts. There's loads of farts. I got nice. spade scream. He does, he does scream a bit. Mm-hmm. And I got 70s and 80s song place for most yeah, of this because it's, it's a period film. Yeah. What I didn't get, I didn't get Pepsi, I don't think. I didn't get Peter Dante, thank God. I didn't get okay for men to be gross and, and not for women because, as we mentioned, the uh, the stripper logger <laughs> farted right in his face and everyone clapped. Would it have been funny if when the woman clapped, uh, fart, everyone was like, oh, I mean, women maybe don't, women don't fart. <laughs> that would have been, it'd have been something <laughs> not good. Uh, I didn't get genuinely good acting. No one in this is good. No, uh, not even a moment, not even people we like. Uh-huh. Adam Eager, Christoph, uh, Christopher Walken, Patrick Warburton. All bad. Yeah. Maniac villain. There probably was some villainous characters, but none of them stood out. I guess any... I guess the guy who's the villain, No man. He's not that much of a maniac. He's not that much of a maniac. I don't I, I just I just don't care. It's not I'm not giving just a villain a maniac villain status. That's for the cream yeah. of the crop. And then comedy actor before they were famous. Uh no one who was in this has gone on to do anything else. Why I feel they... such sorry for them all. I feel so so much sorrow for the uh skinned boys. Yeah. <laughs> the real ones and the ones in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Good God. God. Okay, what about you? Equally just as bad. I got four ticks but didn't get a bingo. Uh got Spade Shout. He tells his pregnant wife to shut up at one point. Hit him face and the farts hit him in the face. Uh, dream <laughs> sequence. He has a nightmare on the train, but the whole film's kind of a dream sequence as well. Yeah, and I think everything's a dream, right? Feels like, like it, but it's not because he finds the buried treasure at the end. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And the tick bikini because at the villains party at the end there was a few bikini-clad women. Um, I didn't get a ripped dad bod. Spade's very skinny in this. Uh, Spade sings. I didn't get. I don't no. think he sang at all, even though he so. loves music. Uh, didn't take Jonathan Loughran, didn't get a nice property. I think at the end it was like a mansion that the guy owned, but it wasn't nice. It was very tacky, mm. a lot of bad stuff in it. Uh, and I didn't take urine. They had every other bodily fluid, but not urine. No urine. That is absolutely shocking. But yeah, it was it was kind of tropey, but also nothing really happened. Yeah. But, but lots happened. It was quite a bizarre film. Oh. Oh, we got right. through it, and you know what? It gets easier from here. It does. That, I believe, am I correct in saying, is the final David Spade film we have to watch? I think so, yeah. That we have to watch. I mean, we haven't had to watch any of these, really. 
I think that we should ask people listening to this if anyone has seen this film to let us know because oh yeah, literally really rare to hear. And if anyone's listened to this and then decided to watch it, let us know, you lunatics. No, I mean, don't do it for clout. Please don't watch this. Like, there's no reason to. It's not funny, even as a bad film. Don't watch it. Literally, the only reason is if you're a completionist like us. Yeah, but even then. I mean, this is barely a film. Isn't it a TV film? It's a crackle film. It said it was made by Happy Madison TV, so... In a £2 budget. <laughs> it didn't even have the terrific at the start, did it? It didn't have anything. This is, film is a fucking mess. Right, okay, so... <laughs> I wonder what you're going to say. <laughs> we, we find Joe Dirt, like... I don't know, his balls trapped in a... <laughs> trapped in a... In a, the bathroom of a plane that is also an assembly hall of a school. <laughs> His balls are trapped because they're so long they've been sucked down the the tube and have now sucked all the way up. a spacious plane. Yeah, and like everyone's coming out and all the good films are like looking out the castle and they're vomiting Mm. everywhere. So you've got a choice. If you keep pressing the flushing (laughs) button, his balls are going to get ripped off and he's going to get sucked down the U-bed into a big pile of shit, which we're then going to deposit to... Arguably the bottom of the Sandler pit where it'll rot with other David Spade films like um, The Do-Over and Mm. The Wrong Missy and Mm. that other one with the child star, Dickie Roberts. Mm. And what else? There's been tons of these, I feel. Most of them, really. And Father of the Year, yeah. Yeah, or will it be... Are we going to press the button and pull him out and release his balls um, and then dust him off and bring him in and celebrate him in the Sandler castle with his with his older brother, <laughs> Joe Dirt One. Is Joe Dirt One in the castle? I think it might be, yeah. Good Lord. Now we're going to put it in the pit for the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Where's it going, castle or pit? pit? Yeah, I think I've said everything, to be fair. I don't think we need to really dwell on this that much, but yeah, it's, it is definitely... The probably the worst film we've watched for this, and I would say the worst one of the worst I've ever seen. I've seen some bad stuff. I've yeah. seen some things, man. But yeah, this, it was rubbish. Yeah, there's there's nothing more to say about it. But I cannot imagine gleaming a single piece of enjoyment out of this film or anything to do with it. Recording this has been all right, but yeah. other than that, I mean, the film itself is fucking shoddy, and they should be ashamed. They should be ashamed about what they've done. Um, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I sometimes see like film reviewers or media commentators or people on like Twitter or whatever. They might say like, like they'll watch Barbie, be like, "Oh, this this film is terrible." Half a star. Mm-hmm. Half a star should not be relegated to films you don't enjoy necessarily. You've got to look at everything. You've got to look at the script, the acting, the characterization, the mise en scène, everything. This film has nothing. This is the worst film that's ever been made. <laughs> this, isn't a, this isn't a film. This is a crackle exclusive experiment mm. in endurance. And this is way worse than I thought it would be. It looks like shit. There's nothing funny about it. There's no good lines. There's no good jokes. It's one of the worst films I think I've ever seen. And, and arguably one of the worst films I've seen for this. I can't think of many that are worse. We have a new contender for the bottom of the pit with stupidity and uh, oh yeah, 
what else, whatever else we put in there. But yeah, this is shoddy, pointless, cheap, awful trash that has no place in our world. And yeah, I'll put it in the pit. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, there's there's nothing else to really say about it, is there? It's, I feel like it was made to go in the pit. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, we never have to watch it again. And there's not even that many episodes left, so we don't even have to bring it up very often. <laughs> no, we get to bring it up one time when we say, is it still going to be in the pit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there's nothing else to say. Oh, don't God. watch it. All right. Well, another one. Another one sucks the bit, I guess. <laughs> oh, well deserved. Well deserved. Well, we've earned ourselves a bit of time to be self indulgent. Should we um, talk about our fitness? Yes. Cue the music. They are going to be real fit. Boys, real fit boys. This is real fit boys, which is um, the segment of this podcast where we go over our fitness goals, uh, which we've been doing since the start of the year. I don't remember what we last were speaking about, really. Um, last time you'd had a bit of a hard time, right? Your motivation was slipping a little bit. I see. You you were still doing it, but you were doing it in a very slow and unbothered way you would you weren't tracking your food as as regularly as you had been before you were walking i think you've since done your walk goal right yeah i think that was off that was between these so yeah it's been like a a solid month since we've done one of these yeah it's been a while so yeah uh luke how's it going for you because yours is is really changed i think phenomenal mine is um (laughs) i'm still just like going but i i've been i think i was saying about how i was out of work before i've still just done like a few days here and there probably even less than being like part-time like i've I've not worked that that much to be honest in terms of my like professional job but i've been working out instead (laughs) (laughs) i'm going gym a lot (laughs) i'm going like (laughs) consecutive days and stuff last week i think i did four or five days two rest days went at the weekend which i don't really feel very proud of yeah i'm still in that deficit i'm really trying to push for the protein i think i've lost another probably two pounds since we last recorded this morning i was 13.6.8 i think which is which is all right I'm not really expecting my weight to go down though, because I've been trying to like build more muscle. Um, yeah, the building stage. Which is I nice. Guess, I guess. I don't know. I don't I still don't really You've know. You've messaged me asking for creatine. <laughs> creatine yeah. tips. And trend. I asked you for some trend. <laughs> 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 no, I've started like lifting free weights and stuff, which I don't think I was doing last time. I think I was just using machines. But um now I'm I'm getting the, the dumbbell curls in, taking creatine. I've, I think I've been doing that for like a week now or something. How you feel? Just full of, full of blood. Water. <laughs> my, ret- <laughs> my retention rate is insane. I haven't, peed. <laughs> I haven't peed in a week. The water's all stuck in me. But no, it's it's going good. I, I think I'm still dreading the idea of going back to having full-time work. And I've got like a few jobs lined up. I'm not going to be able to do it to the same level that I'm doing it now, but got a few more weeks till that kicks in again so hopefully i'll shed a few more pounds not much 
and build up my strength. My strength, like it's, I'm not, I'm not strong. That's the problem. I can't do too, too much. But I'm but still doing you, a lot of cardio and stuff as well. So, but, but if you push up the amount, like if you're doing like I don't know, eight kilograms, then of like dumbbell curls, then move up to ten, then twelve, and just keep moving higher and higher, and eventually you'll just like get stronger. Mm. Yeah. One day I will be a strong man. Strong man, strong man, strong man. Um, but nice, no, it's, it's going good. I think I've had a few people say to me, "Oh, you've you you're looking trim, you're losing weight, all that stuff." I'm like, thank you. I'm, I feel incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I also had my father-in-law tell me that I looked fat, though. So yeah, swings and roundabouts, you know, bastard. Not, not everyone. <laughs> Not everyone's a fan, you know. <laughs> Up and down in my estimations, that man. He makes me cry at your wedding, and then he does, says you're fat now. Whoa. Yeah, thin ice. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. It was a, it was a terrible dinner when he said that. <laughs> my gut, <laughs> my gut rested on the table. <laughs> but no, nah, I'll just like honestly just keep keep it up. I guess I um I bought a massage gun. <laughs> my arm was hurting. <laughs> I don't know if it does anything good or not, but it looks funny. It's fun to see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. As of today, July, the last day of July, I've managed to hit my goal on my watch every day. I've had a perfect month. Bloody hell. Got a fantastic little gold badge. Oh, that means I wonderful. did half an hour of exercise every day. Stood up. I stood up every day. Wow. It's um, crazy. And burnt, I think, 480 calories, I think I had it set at, or something nice. like that, every day, which is, it's all right. I think my wife thinks I've got an eating disorder, so, I mean, it's yeah, it's quite it's quite tough. Got to be careful. He says that after I have, like, a KFC box meal, though, so I don't really know where we stand on this. It's If you feel bad after eating like, anything, then, yeah. You... I never feel bad eating. Okay, then that's good. Feel bad when I start tracking it on my calorie app, but <laughs> <laughs> how's how's yours going? Um, so the last time uh, you said that I my um, motivation was bad, it's come back, but I have had a few days off now of and I've been kind of unhealthy the last couple of days. So, but I did reach fifteen stone. I've gone back down to an L instead of an XL in oh, tops. Yes. Oh no, I went shopping in JD Sports. I felt like a little boy putting on all these little vests. And I was like, oh, God, look at that. Um, How many did you wear at the same time? I had them all on. I could probably get at least, I could get three over the top. And then you could fit back into the XL. Well, this top I couldn't get into in December. And I was like, oh, I can't get into my my top that says mountain on it. And you find the um, opening. Someone had sewn it up or something. (laughs) No, no, no. I just was like poking out. I had like a Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) <laughs> like a little belly hanging out. Aww. And uh but now I can get in it. I can get in clothes again. Um, which is great. Nice. I shaved in a mustache the last month and then people have been saying I look like a freak show circus man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me. I'm trying to think if anything I have started I have now got an enemy at the gym. I think I mentioned the old guy who kept hanging round. Yeah, you did mention him before, yeah. So I took a, a selfie in the mirror in the gym um, because I, I and it's really cringe. I hate doing it, but like Is I took a photo. One that I, I've seen this photo, right? 
I think so, yeah. So I take I took a progress picture and I got home and I had a look at it. And then I noticed in the background there was just an old man <laughs> with his cock out. That <laughs> like, your, that's your enemy. Uh, yeah, but he's become my enemy not because of that. Like I'll not hold... because of the revenge porn that you took of him. The revenge porn was bad. And I hold my hands up and I say, My bad. I... But instead but... of deleting it, you sent it to me. <laughs> I sent it to you, but I did delete it after. I didn't I didn't spread it around on like Twitter. Or, or X. Check, or check out this guy's weird balls. Look at this guy's weird willy. <laughs> there was a, the other day I was on the um, the the cable chest thing. Hmm. So I was doing something and some guy came up to me and he's like, are you done? And I was like, oh, I've actually just got one set left. You can go on after me. I'll, I'll call you over when I'm done. And he was like, yeah, cheers, mate. Nice. And it was a nice little conversation. Yeah. So I did my final set and I like, and then I caught the guy's eye and I was like, I said like, oh, I'm I'm done. So I picked up my water bottle, picked up my phone, and walked. And then this motherfucking lurking old man mm-hmm. sweeped right in and then got on it. And he was like, oh, sorry, I was on next. He was like, I didn't see you queuing. So I go back and I'm like, oh, Disneyland, sir. Yeah, I'm like, excuse me, this guy was next. He'd asked me, and I'd said yeah, and he'd he'd like he'd put his phone down ready and everything. He put fifty p on the side. Yeah, like sneaker table. <laughs> And I was like, get off, like it's his go. And he went, no, didn't see him queuing. And I was like, he was queuing. He's... And then I got into like this argument. The man wasn't even arguing. It was just me and the old man. I was just so incensed. You about hate how... that old man, don't you? I fucking hate him. Yeah, I, said, I don't like him. Do you know what I said to him? I said, you need to learn some etiquette, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Because you have then... all the etiquette of a reversing <laughs> dump truck with no tyres on. Hey, <laughs> at him. You have no etiquette. Who the fuck do I think I am? And then the next day, <laughs> I was back on that same machine. And then, like, I went to fill up my water bottle and I saw him come over to get the little um, the oh, clip no, off. The clip off. Oh. So I, I ran over and I was barking like a dog. I was like, oh, oh, what are you doing? I'm on there. And I was like, I was just getting water. Why don't you pay attention? Mate, take a shit in his locker. I know, but then like I was doing it, and the people doing like squats like turned around and stared at me. And I was like, "For <laughs> fuck's sake, they don't know the backstory." Because now yeah, it just looks like a, a young listen. man shouting at an old man, <laughs> like get on, get on fucking my shit. And he every time I go, it. he's every a time scumbag. I, every time I go to the gym, I glare at him. <laughs> I hate him so much. I hate this guy because he walks around with a tea towel over his shoulder that's all dirty. And he keeps writing down little notes in his notebook. Oh, he thinks he's the bear. Why has he got a tea towel on his shoulder? Is he cooking? I don't, I don't like him. I really yeah, don't. And I don't like his attitude. And I don't like his cock and balls. Yeah. He walks He walks around the showers with his towel over his shoulder, like where his tea towel would have been. And it, instead that, of wrapping it around his Instead of wrapping cock. it around, he walks around. There's kids in there, man. What is this guy's problem? I don't know. I need to find out his name and I want to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> what what is your problem? Why are you going to the gym every single day when I'm there? And why are you such an arsehole? What's his body like? It disturbing. It's like Mr. Burns, but if he took loads and loads of like <laughs> trend, stay at trend and steroids, and got r- ripped, but like old and saggy. Oh, so he's he got like that a... ripped Burns body. Oh no, <laughs> classic ripped Burns body. So he's like small, tight little muscles, but skin hanging down. Oh, he looks like the alien that they found at Roswell. <laughs> yeah, he looks <laughs> fucked up, mate, and I don't like him. He's Jesus. not a nice man. He's just the way he spoke about this guy who would clearly cute, whatever. 
whatever. I need to get this out of this bee out of my bonnet. He, he sounds so entitled. I really don't like this guy. This is why I like my gym, though. No one there's like that. It's yeah, never too you say busy. People walk backwards on the treadmill. Yeah, man was. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take a photo, but he was looking at me. Yeah, he saw, He was running. He was in quite good shape as well. And then he just started turn. He span around, had his arms at the side, you know, as if you're going to do like a dip mm. on the tre- on the treadmill. And then he sort of, I don't know how he really did it, but he sort of pirouetted. Next thing you know, the man's walking backwards, moonwalking on the treadmill. He was going quite fast as well <laughs> to go backwards. I reckon he was on like six six k an hour or something. That sort of speed. So it was brisk. It was a brisk backwards walk he was doing. Yeah, people are weird, aren't they? People are weird. Like there's a guy at mine, and he uh, he looks like a villain from like a Rocky film. <laughs> like he's like kind of long, like um, Drago. Yeah, like a Drago looking guy, but he's kind of short but really muscular and cauliflower ears and like this oh long head, God. big jaw cheekbones and i saw him in the gym and he got like a t- like four kilogram weights dumbbells and he was literally like this like really really, <laughs> really fast. fast really fast like hundreds and hundreds of them and i was like what are you doing like what what kind of exercise is that like you don't do it quick and s- small like tom cruise running yeah, it was like Tom Cruise running, but with two little weights in his hand. And I was weights. I was fascinated because he was in amazing shape, like perfect six pack. Like, yeah, that's really the thing. Strong. It does sometimes seem like the ones that are in the great, the best shape are the ones that do the weirdest things. The weirdest shit. Yeah, that, that's a weird guy. There's another guy as well who wears a tiny little vest and his nipples are always out and he wears a oh, blue vest yeah. and it says on it, Steel City, like because of Sheffield. <laughs> and when he lifts his weights, he goes like, <laughs> just screaming and he's he's lifted like 14 kilos like it's, it's not that oh he's not heavy. even doing that heavy no but like 14 screaming he big? he's like just like a fat man oh right <laughs> he's not but he walks around really proud of his chest out like he's the most like muscular man on yeah, earth that's funny so he does all that and i saw him the other day and he put his fucking vest in the in the swimsuit dryer <laughs> <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like, don't there, you fucking animal. These horrible vests that he wears every day to the gym. Yeah, some people are like cartoon characters as well. They do have the same clothing every day. Yeah, I feel like Piano Man. You know, like in that song Piano Man where he just yeah. sees all those freaks. And he sees things. that guy fucking the drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like that. But I'm I'm there as well. I'm I'm bearing witness to the freaks of Sheffield at yeah. Nuffield. Yeah. A lot of the people that I I've told you about I've not seen for a while. Like the guy who did the shakes, you know, he put he was pushing. He got someone else to pull the weight for him, and then he shook. <laughs> Haven't seen him for ages. Haven't seen the guy who did like four curls and then took a picture of his arms. No, he did a leg lift and then he looked at his his yeah, arms. He went like... Look at this. He's fallen off. He's lost his motivation. There's like, there's a guy who I've seen a few times recently who seems like he wants to do like gymnastics sort of things. (laughs) (laughs) Doing like what you do on like a pommel horse, you know, like. (laughs) How do you explain that? He's got like his legs out, perfectly straight, like ballet feet. Yeah. And he's lifted himself up and his body is like perfect L. But lifted up, and he's just doing that on the floor. I've watched that a few times. I was thinking he's up to something. 
I've just remembered this guy who goes to the gym as well. I've just remembered because he goes in the weird fitness gymnastics room and there's like some punching bags in there and he goes in and he's wearing every single time he's wearing like a polo shirt like like a, a he's like maybe 60 he looks like just a, a normal dad mm. wearing like a polo shirt usually with like a rugby at, el- emblem on them and oh, yeah. like gray baggy trackies that are like stained <laughs> and then he's just spends and he's in there ages like an hour and a half just bam like a really long, long, like not long even reaching punch. A long reaching, weak wristed, like punch. <laughs> and he yeah. just bam. And he just keeps going around it, punching it more and more, like really slowly. He was in there the other day doing that nonstop for about two hours. <laughs> but it's like he just came from work. It's like this is gonna be my thing I do all evening. I had one a bit like your thing with the 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 naked man. Where um I but I saw it happen. I wasn't involved in it. Where there was this funny boy, who he <laughs> <laughs> was quite. He seemed normal as as well, I don't know. He seemed like he could have been on the FTV course. Yeah. <laughs> so for any of our listeners who uh, who don't know anything about FTV at University of Lincoln, that's film and television. People on your course were all fucking freak shows. They were all so yeah, we weird. were <laughs> me You're and the all... boys. Um, when you and Jack are the two studs of yeah. TV. <laughs> the cool dudes. Um, cool dudes. Yeah, he just had that sort of look about him, you know, the thick glasses. Thick, thick glasses. Like a 1980s nerd. Yeah, too many teeth. <laughs> and that kind of look. Um, and he looked like he was lost, bless him. He was proper, like, looking around. He had a mask around his neck, face for COVID mask. Wasn't wearing it though. I saw him try and go on like a bench and this guy wasn't sat on it. And then this guy was like, hey, I'm on that, you know, telling him off, even though he wasn't really even using it. And um, I was just finishing on mine and then I went to get some water, but I had my headphones in and I don't try and make eye contact with anyone because I'm not dealing with that. I'm also an FTV boy, so I don't want to talk. I have social interactions. But as I filled up my water bottle and then turned around, I realized the boy had followed me all the way to the fountain. To ask if he could use my bench. And I was like, oh, yeah, you no. can use it. But I reckon he was he was talking at me for quite a while while I had my headphones on. But um, yeah, so it was a bit a bit bad. And then I watched, I went and did something else, and I was still watching the guy who was hogging the first bench. Hmm. And what this man was doing was he would pick up like the two dumbbells, like the, the 12s or whatever. He'd use them for a bit on the bench. And then he'd go and pick up like a barbell, use that for a bit. And then he'd go onto a machine, put his weights onto it. But all the time he's leaving like this trail after him. I hate that shit. Like it was mad. And I had to go and ask if I could use the barbell because it was the weight I was at. I was like, are you still using this? And he was like, no, of course not, mate. I was like, well, why is this on the fucking floor then, son? I'm getting like more and more cross every time I go in because there's a lot of people who do that. And I'm like, can you just, because I do, I do supersets where I might have like a barbell and then but also be on something and then like a kettlebell or something some i'm just doing a lot of exercises then a rest and and then i put it back like a yeah. fucking grown up why yeah. would you leave it all out for everyone else to pick up it just pisses me off and it's really stupid the same as like leaving uh plates and stuff on bars just put yeah. them back there's a lot of young kids at my gym like a lot of mm. like teenagers and stuff I've noticed more in like more in summer, obviously. Yeah. But they all seem like pretty, pretty good with that sort of thing. And they're the ones you'd expect. Like you have like that old man mentality, like, oh yeah, the kids are gonna 
kids don't care about anything. But like, it's all these horrible, weird old dads that, seem that, that have no really etiquette bad. and don't yeah. know how to clean. And they're all themselves. fat. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> so anyway, enough of our body positive, <laughs> real fit boys. I'm joking, they're not. They're all, <laughs> everyone has the body we would want. <laughs> <laughs> the body will end up having. Are you are you still doing intermittent fasting? That's always the um, thing that interests me the most. So I haven't actually since getting back from Barcelona properly. Like I'll I usually after midday. Uh, I haven't been tracking my calories for the last couple of weeks either. <gasps> I know what? I was going to start again today, but then like I've told you earlier, I've been like chasing kids around a maze and mm. pushing them on a swing and stuff, and like I was just eating anything anyone would give me, just like any kind of little grub of food like grass. anything yeah just crowd of eating grass i was so tired see this is it i've done all this working out and stuff and i pushed these kids on a swing today i was fucked after like i was mm. i was fucked how did like parents do this because i just was pushing for like five minutes do you think that's because you've got to be like mentally alert as well as just physically like you've got to be like oh you, you're no, considering safety and stuff they like were that. in one of those big circle ones yeah uh, but I was like pulling it right into the air and swinging it and screaming as I was doing it. I, I didn't give a shit about the safety. I was like, if they fall, they fall. But then you've got, you're, <laughs> you're also still doing, there's just something else though that you're doing that in the gym, you can just be like a husk who just yeah. lifts things. That's more like, I'm, I'm, there's a human being here and I'm yeah. using maybe muscles that I'm not used to. You're trying but to yeah. be fun as well. Yeah, I was trying to be entertaining for the yeah. kids. And yeah, uh, it was bad. I'm glad but yeah, you saved some of your entertaining energy for this podcast, though. I, I conserved it all for Real Fit Boys segment. And then, so uh, I'm still here, we can all tell. Thank God. I, I feel drained. I, I'm going to go to bed after this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get back into it more fasting because I really did like it. Um, but what's weird, though, is that the last few weeks, I've not been tracking my calories and not worrying so much about the fasting. But it's still just been shedding off and i'm still mm. looking decent because i've just been exercising a lot and still yeah. not eating badly and still eating healthy meals and stuff but i do want to get back to a bit more of a strict thing for the next couple of months but yeah i've been taking it's it whatever easy. works it's for fine. you isn't it yeah yeah but it does work for me i like intermittent fasting and i think yeah. that's what set it off in a good way but do you think um, it's good because it stops you from like snacking and stuff is yeah that, is yeah that what it's not like the science do you think it is the science side of that whole like your not, I think it's just the st- more strict with like, oh, I better eat now instead of wait until like, yeah. like I mean, right now I'm going to eat, and it's after that we finish recording this, and it's eight. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm being more strict, I'll be like, oh, I'll eat before or, yeah, whatever. But this next week, I'm just working weird hours and doing like outdoor stuff, so I don't want to get to the gym afterwards, and I've got a lot yeah, of social social responsibilities this whole month. Have you? And, well, I'm going to Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, nice. And uh, got like a friend come in from Costa Rica. One man got... show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to go do a one man show in Edinburgh <laughs> yeah. French. The real the fit boy. To... That'd be so funny if we did a, if I did a real fit boy. <laughs> you weren't even there. <laughs> but yeah, I've got that. I've got a friend from Costa Rica come in. I've got like a few things. I've just been to a festival and stuff. So I'm like, I'm not worrying as much. But then as soon as September hits, and life is boring, then yeah, that's when the, the true the true strictness is coming back in a big way. Yeah. I feel like it I feel like winter is the time for that sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. 
yeah definitely um, but then again it's also quite a depressing time like do you really want to be like overly depressing with your like diet and stuff i don't know though because as soon as it goes dark i'm like no no more food <laughs> although yeah you're right i'll be Multiplying. i think this is why we ended up so fat in december anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like eating malworms while we were doing like our eight crazy nights commentary. And so I had so many minced tarts. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cheese board every single day. Oh, yeah, I remember your hands like, came off. I have had a bit of a, or right, I'm going to be honest with you, what do drug addicts call it? Like a relapse? Relapse. So I went to Cheddar. <laughs> so after my the gorge. Holiday, the gorge, yeah. So after my holiday in Barcelona, I had like a free day. And everyone, had, all my mates had left at like 9am or 10am or whatever. But I'd driven down. So I was like, oh, what could I do for the day? So I yeah. took myself on a little day trip to Cheddar Gorge. Lovely day out. Went down the cave. Nice saw the, It's bloody nice. I saw the Cheddar Man. I had a wander around. I, I went into all these caves with all these interactive things. Nice. It, I had a walk. It was nice. Lovely day. But then I went to the old Cheddar shop and I got myself some cave cheddar. And good lord, that cave cheddar hit well. I've been, <laughs> I'm still eating it. I've got, but I bought quite a lot of it. And I, I was considering buying a wheel of <laughs> cave cheddar. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, but, how um, long does that last? I don't know. Like keep keep eating a wedge a day. <laughs> cave cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my thing. I do next January after we finish this. I'll have a wedge of cheddar of cave cheddar a day. Yeah. I think that's fine. I think I'd I'd love to follow that. I'd have an heart attack and die, wouldn't I? Immediately. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, I had had a few bits. I I had a weekend away to um, Dorset with Emma and then her family. Where you got called fat. That was where I got called fat, yeah. And we bought some fudge. You know, there's loads of fudge places down there. Had Mm. some of that. And like, we went out for dinner. And every time her mum just always is always like, oh, we've got to have dessert. And then Mm. no one else would have it other than me and her. I mean, I'm supposed did... to be on this diet, but like, but you didn't have to have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, I know. If your wife and her husband, no one else wanted it. it. Yeah, so I just kept having it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Not even a dessert person, but I was loving it. I know, but look at you now. You're still a tight, tight little body I boy. I know. It's what you make make room for, isn't it? I Did guess. you say you got into a medium the other day? Yeah, I bought a medium. I That's bought insane. one because I was like. When you said the, about the large and extra large thing, I think we're both kind of the same. We like having the baggy, baggy fit. Yeah. But then I found a, a medium that it was like, you know, when you look at the size guides and stuff, it's probably a big medium, I guess. 45 chest. No, I'm joking. It was it was like a 40, I think. But mm. it fits, fits nice. It looks good. I'm not quite into the muscle fit yet, but I think that's what our aim should be, to wear keep, a muscle fit and look great in it. I keep getting these adverts for like... <laughs> Not fat men, but like a men with a muscular chest and arms <laughs> and a fat belly, a t-shirt that makes you look really sexy. And like, <laughs> and I keep getting this advert on Instagram, and I ended up clicking on the website, but it was like forty quid for a t-shirt. Oh, that's with so like, expensive. With like a thirty quid delivery. I was like, why would that's, I ever get that? That's way too much. But if there's um, a UK version of it, if anyone knows anything, email Giacomo. us. Not Jackamo. Like, no, I want like something that will fit my like, make my chest look really good, but then it hangs over. Yeah, that sort of fit. I don't know what that's called. I went down a rabbit hole because me and Joe have both been watching the Bear series two, which is ten out of ten TV. Great stuff. Would recommend. And um, the guy in that wears a very good white T-shirt. Does people on TikTok have gone insane about this white T-shirt? And it's made by a loom (laughs) that slowly knits the ring of a T-shirt. 
Shut up. If, it doesn't have seams. It doesn't have seams at the side. It's just a loop T-shirt. It almost looks like it's 3D printed. Right, I'm Googling this. It's called a loop wheel. Loop oh my wheel God, T-shirt. That's a really nice T-shirt. And they look great, but they cost like 40 quid, if not more. But the white one is sold out everywhere because the guy in the bear wears it. But I'm obsessed with wanting one, and I will get one eventually. This guy's really good looking. What the hell? Or the guy from the bear. Yeah, he's handsome. He's a nice guy. He's a good actor. Yeah. You should definitely watch that show. It's fantastic. Are they real tattoos? Don't know. Don't think so. He has like a snail on him. Cool. I like that t-shirt. I need to watch the show. Great show, yeah. Talking of the algorithm, though, another thing that I've had connected to Real Fit Boys is, you know how, like, you watch a few fitness videos on YouTube and then suddenly your whole algorithm on like Facebook, Instagram, all of it is just fitness stuff. Yeah. That's what mine's like at the moment. That and atomic bomb stuff because of <laughs> the obsession we have with nukes. I know, like, oh, it's bad. I'm getting a lot of nuclear bomb stuff at the moment. It's yeah, getting a bit... so sad. But also I had one that I listened to that was, um, I looked at it just, just because it was there. I thought it was funny. It was top five tips for conversations. And it was like taking Joe Rogan as an example. <laughs> what, his and, conversation style? Yeah. How to never run out of things to say in conversation was the name of the video. And I was like, why has the algorithm given me this? It's just Joe Rogan tips. And that's why I gave you a compliment at the, at the start of the podcast to grease the Oh, wheels. no. That was the <laughs> fucking reason. I've set this all up. It was <laughs> set that up from, from the advice of like a fucking robot telling you how to talk to me. Transition between topics using that reminds me of thinking. I've done that as well. But I feel like that's what we do anyway. It's that's what we do anyway. All of these things. I don't think we need this. I don't think. What? If, why are you know, using it? It's just because like... I thought I'd set it up because it's what the algorithm wants me to do. So I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> We've done 95 episodes of this and we've never <laughs> had to worry about <laughs> it's so, it dying. That's I why put... it's so good. That's why we went straight back into it, even though we haven't been on for a while. Have we recorded a Real Boys in this time? Have we recorded anything? I don't know, it's been a while. It's been a while ages. since we've done anything. So I thought I'd grease the wheels with a compliment. I know yeah, we're fucked. so close to finishing, but I really need to go to the toilet. Oh, God. I'll okay. Just drinking too much water because of the fitness. Let this end. God, I just peed for so fucking long. I know you fucking did, mate. I was you just, just wouldn't stop. You know when you have like too many, too many bottles of water and it just doesn't end. Yeah, man. And you can still feel it, but also it kind of feels like you're not peeing. And then you look down and you are still peeing. It was like that. Can we wrap this up? <laughs> feels very tired. That's what I was saying to my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Dirt Two. Is in, is in the pit mm. and it was one of the worst ones I've ever seen what are we going to be watching next time? Next time we are watching Happy Madison's latest offering which is a Netflix original film starring the one and only Adam Devine who we've yes! spoken about so much <laughs> yes! It's the film The Outlaws I think it's called The Outlaws yeah, yeah. pun on the in-laws um, also got Piers Brosnan uh, it came out last month to no fanfare <laughs> <laughs> I, I've not heard a single person talk about it. <laughs> no, yeah, I haven't really heard anything about this. But um, I mean, how bad can it really be? That's a very good point. How bad could it be? So, could it be this bad? Nothing could be too this bad. bad. I no think we're going to have one of our nice little reflexes because 
we watched Ridiculous Six right after watching like The Cobbler, and we thought Ridiculous Six was all right because of how bad The Cobbler was. Yeah, it's got an average score of about 2.2. One of our listeners, who I follow on Letterboxd, said, I know you all hate on Adam Devine, but I, for one, am loving that he's entered the Happy Madison universe. Do people so, hate him? Oh, I us. think people, they, yeah, well, we hate him. So, <laughs> well, we don't. like at this, So you hated him for a long time, and then you started watching that HBO Righteous show. Gemstones. Yeah, he's good in that. So I now just you like don't him. like that he wants to be Jack Black when we've already got Jack Black. It's like we've got Jack Black at home, and then it's Adam Devine. So. He's do, he does do a lot of rigadoos and <laughs> yeah, especially in Pitch Perfect or Bumper in Berlin. I I really have an issue with Bumper as a character. I don't like him. I don't like anything Adam Devine's ever done because I've never watched The Righteous Gemstones. But yeah, I'm excited for this uh, just because it's something new. It's yeah. something that's just come out, and it can't be worse than this. Like nothing can. Yeah, I can't imagine it would, but hey-ho, we'll see you next month. Next month, yeah. So we have now become a monthly podcast uh, because we don't have time mm. to do these every fortnight anymore. And so we can see some real progress on Real Fit Boys. That's the real yeah, reason. We really want to see month by month like real good progress, and we don't <laughs> have to play any more games until we wrap this shit up. <laughs> and we're time. trying to slow the train down so that films such as Leo the Lizard and You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah come out in time. I feel like these films aren't coming out. I don't even think they've been filmed yet. <laughs> well, we're now in we're now in August, and that's yeah. when Bat Mitzvah is supposed to come out. So, well, we'll see. Fingers crossed with everything going on in the film industry at the moment. Who knows? It might not. But whatever. We're still wrapping it up in uh, December. I refuse to carry it on too long. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. So yeah, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can email us at thesandlerpit at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We are not on threads. Stop asking us if we're on threads. We're on X. (laughs) By the time this episode comes out, the threads reference will be irrelevant, won't it? Yeah, probably. (laughs) I think threads is is gone already. It's gone, like, no one uses it for whatever. If you also want to listen to our other podcast which is real boys where we watch and review every single pinocchio film uh with joe tarone you can uh, follow us at real boys pod on all social media and realboyspod at gmail.com for that oh yeah and we'd really appreciate some five-star reviews on please both of our podcasts on spotify or apple yeah. Podcasts, wherever you can rate us you know give us wherever some just press play yeah press play fast forward to the end five stars no four stars, no three stars, no two stars, no one stars. That does nothing but hurt us. <laughs> Stop hurting us. Yeah, please. Check it out. Tell your friends. Enjoy please all of our out. horrible output that we've put into this world. Thank you, Joe Tyrone, the real boy, for doing our music for us. He's always good. Check out his latest song, Riverbend, which is yeah. on Spotify, YouTube, all of the usuals. It's a lovely, lovely song. And I'm going to help him make a video for it, which is also it's, it's not only like a very emotional and moving song but it's also like a it's a summer jam it's something that you'd put in a summer jams playlist mm. it's exactly like what strong was in 2021 and uh, uh that other one headstands, headstands was in yeah. 2022 this is the sound of he 2023 releases one good song every year i know eventually we're gonna get an <laughs> album in 10 years 
<laughs> he has an album on the way, but yeah, we'll keep That's we'll it. keep our ears to the ground for new new Joe Terrain. Yeah, um, do the trilogy: Strong Headstands, Riverbend. It's like a a perfect like what twelve minutes. And uh, he's all of his songs that he makes on Real Boys also should be listened to. They all should be listened to, although they haven't been released officially. But if you go on to Real Boys, you'll you'll find them eventually. Just listen to the podcast, you'll find Just them. Just listen to the podcast. Thank you, Luke Terry, for, oh, for editing this podcast and doing fucking everything. Oh, I make the trailers. Oh, I sit at home because I don't have a fucking job <laughs> doing this and moaning at Luke Thomas because he has fucking three jobs and no money. I'm a fucking prick. You got no money. I'm so skinny and I've got a beautiful body. <laughs> fuck off, Luke. Fuck off. Maybe if they did an art tent at tram lines, then we'd have got the art on time. <laughs> <laughs> you horrible, horrible man. You horrible, horrible man. Uh, it's all love. <laughs> God, thank me for my artwork, motherfucker. Thank, thank you. No, no, thank you for it. I do. I love the artwork, and when it comes, to the... when it, it comes into the uh, messenger app a few days late. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking, what should I draw for this episode? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> what, should I draw, what should I draw for this episode, Luke? The, the plane. Oh no, I'm not drawing the plane. Def Leppard are on. Jeff. Linden Skinner. Oh, the Linden Skinner plane. Oh, God. <laughs> so you come back next time when we're going to talk about the Outlaws. Until then, it's been a, uh, a very angry spade buy from me and a very angry spade buy from him. Film reference from 30 years ago. Bye! <laughs> Don't you be talking no far as gum crap to me, you little bitch waffle. Sheesh!